Hey there, mama. Are you considering homeschooling? Maybe you are actually about to start or you're just thinking about it. Your kids could be young, they could be older, and you're pulling them out of public or private school. And you're in the midst of doing all the Google searches. Or maybe I just described you a year ago and you just kind of jumped in and weren't really quite sure what you were even getting into. Now, those online searches, they can feel super overwhelming. Am I right? And they can give you some good information, but oftentimes they can contain terms that you've never even heard of. Well, today I'm going to share with you seven things you need to start homeschooling today. And I'm going to tell you right now, you're not going to find this list in any type of Google search. And you're also not going to find some of the popular search terms in this list. Welcome to the Little by Little Homeschool Podcast, where you can get out of survival mode, feel confident in your homeschool decisions, and gain peace in your heart and home. I know that when we plant our feet firmly in this season of life and embrace our homeschooling, motherhood, and homemaking, we will thrive. I truly believe that we can do this from a place of peace and joy, all while growing a ton of contentment. And while we're at it, Mama, let's deepen those relationships with our children and love these years we get to pour into them. If you're ready to create beauty, seek simplicity, and live intentionally, Homeschool Mama, then close out that lesson book, let the kids go play, and let's have an authentic conversation. Did you know that you can keep up with Little by Little Homeschool straight to your email inbox? If you are not on the email list, go ahead and check out the link in the show notes that you can get on the list and not miss anything because on social media, we miss things. And you know what? I'm a huge proponent of not spending too much time on social media. And that goes for me and you. So get on the email list so that you can check it in your own time and it'll come straight to your inbox and you don't ever have to worry about missing anything. I'm sure you've noticed there has been a huge rise in homeschooling. I I don't know the statistics, but I've seen some here and there, and it has increased at least three, fourfold, if not tenfold. (laughs) If there were, say, a million homeschoolers in 2019, here in 2022 right now, there's probably closer to three or four million homeschoolers, which is a crazy huge jump, and it's really exciting. And here you are, watching your friends, family, maybe even complete strangers, jumping ship from the the system of that they had their kids in or their plans of how they were going to educate their children and they are switching to homeschool and you're like, wait a minute, I want in on that homeschool lifestyle too. Everybody else is doing it. And this is probably the only time that I am a huge proponent of everybody else is doing it. So if everybody else is homeschooling, you should do it. If everybody else is doing anything else other than homeschooling, then don't do it. As new homeschoolers, we get a really super focused on the curriculum. This is probably one of the main things that somebody asks me about is, you know, what curriculum do I get? And I'm like, hold on, honey, hold on. Let's, you know, stop the horses, hold the horses, whatever that saying is. And let's talk about a couple of other things before we even get to curriculum. And you might be surprised to find out that this list doesn't really even touch on curriculum, at least not too deeply. 11 years ago, I felt the call to homeschool my children. It was never in the plans that I had for my life, but it was always in God's plans. And when, you know, I started to line up with what his plans were, it meant a lot of changes for my family. And there was nobody there to hold my hand. I had one friend at homeschool who had three young boys and she was very busy. So she did give me some direction, but I knew that I couldn't rely upon her because that would be taking time that she needed to be pouring into her family. There were no Google searches or DuckDuckGo whatever or whatever browser you prefer, but there was none of those searches like there are today. Yes, there was the internet, but it it, it was not what it is today. And there was no 
social media as there is today. Because now we can jump on Instagram and I can search hashtag homeschool. I can jump on a Facebook. I can grow and jump those. I mean, I mentioned those two because those are two of the social medias that I'm on uh, for a little while at homeschool. But compared to 11 years ago, you can get so much information. And I understand that can be really frustrating. But I I had a couple of books and that was about it. And honestly, I have no idea even where I found these books. When we began homeschooling, or at least when I began looking into it, I fell into the trap of only focusing on curriculum. I had no idea that homeschooling was an entire lifestyle and that by focusing on curriculum, I was missing a foundation. And maybe you're listening and you are already homeschooling and you're saying, wow, your story completely resonates with me, even though I did have Google and DuckDuckGo, unlike you had did not have there 11 years ago. And you're saying, wait a minute, I think I might be missing out on that foundation. Well, for whether you're new or you've been homeschooling today, I'm going to share what I wish someone had told me. Let's jump into this list of the seven things that you need to homeschool. In episode five, I mentioned the one thing that you need to get started. So you're like, wait a minute, you said one thing and now seven things. Okay, that one thing is the number one thing when it comes to these seven things. I just wanted to build out, kind of bulk up that one thing. Now that you have that one thing, let's go on and build on to the other six. But let's dive in a little bit. And if you want to hear more about this uh, first, number one in the list of things, and these I actually have in order. Sometimes my lists aren't in any type of order. This list is in order. Number one on this list is that you need to want to. Go back to episode five if you want more clarification on this, but you have to want to homeschool. We can do a lot of things in life without really wanting to do them. I don't really want to go to the grocery store. I don't want to run these errands, but we go and do them anyway, and maybe we'll get a good attitude as we go along. But with homeschooling, I'm going to tell you right now, every day is going to be a struggle if you don't want to homeschool. The flip side of that is that just because you want to doesn't mean that every day is going to be like, you know, uh, doing high kicks and jumping and feeling super excited and joyous about every single day. We can have joy within our hearts and still homeschool and still not be feeling 100% um, fantastic about our day, maybe with other circumstances. But if at the core of all of this with homeschooling, if we want to, then the sky's the limit there, homeschool mama. You can definitely do this if you want to. Everybody needs to want to. And then from there everybody's story, everybody's journey of homeschooling is going to be a little bit different. So number one, you need to want to. The number two thing on the list is you need to know your why. Why are you homeschooling? And I'm going to mention this right here, and it might kind of ruffle a little bit of feathers or make you feel uncomfortable, but hopefully in a good, tough love kind of way. But if you are thinking about homeschooling only because you are upset about certain policies that are in place at your public or private school, That's a fine reason to start. That's a good reason why to start. But if you don't dig down deeper, that why isn't going to hold over. What if in the next school year, those policies all go away and your foundation of your why was completely just based on, I don't want my children to be a part of this or to learn this or to do this. And then those things go away. I Listen, I have no crystal ball. I don't know what's going to happen here in the future. Not that I believe in crystal balls anyway, but <laughs> I don't even know why I said that. But let's just say that I don't know what is going to happen. But when those things go away, if your why is not deeper than I just don't like what's going on over there, your homeschooling could easily fall apart. So number one, you need to want to. Number two is you need to know your why. Number three builds off of that knowing of your why, and that is that you need to work on your vision and goals for homeschooling. You've decided that you really want to deep in your heart. You're like, I want to homeschool. I know my why. It is a deeper why. But then let's build on that and let's talk about vision and goals for your children, for your family, for your homeschool, for the future of all those things. 
And this right here is one of the major foundational pieces that I work with with the homeschool moms in my course in Hello Homeschool Academy is we dive in deep to your vision goals. I do not even talk to you about curriculum. I don't talk to you about anything, pretty much nothing else until we have gotten this figure out because things will be built upon this. It's another part of your foundation. And right about now your heart is screaming, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that I needed vision and goals. And you don't I'm not going to say you need it, but I'm going to tell you right now as someone who has been homeschooling for quite a long time that if you have these, it will help sustain you. It will help you make the decisions as your day-to-day and your year-to-year goes on if you have your vision and goals. Registration is ongoing right now for Hello Homeschool Academy, and there is a link in the show notes. You can go ahead and check that out, and we can get you started. Vision and goals. Not many of us even think about this type of thing, but it's a fantastic thing for a family to do together, or at least for a husband and wife to do. And it's something that we can continue to tweak and to look into and to adjust as uh, changes in the world happen, but also changes within our family happens. Let's jump to number four now on the list. And that is your, I'm going to say proper paperwork if necessary. This is completely taking care of what you need to do for your state's homeschool regulations. Every state is different. Some states are highly regulated. I have mentioned before, I live in a state that is highly regulated. This is the second state that I've homeschooled in, and I think I've homeschooled in two out of the four or five that are highly regulated. And some, (laughs) it always surprises me when some states don't even know that some children are even alive. And it just blows my mind because I'm so used to things being so highly regulated. But Somewhere in between is where a lot of states occur. So getting the proper paperwork, understanding your homeschool state regulations, what the law is and what your requirements are and what the school's requirements and just, you know, the parameters for all of that is something that has to be understood in order to begin homeschooling legally. (laughs) And that's what we want to do. We want to be legal about it. Number five on the list is that you need to have a loose plan. I know a lot of us are planners and we want to have everything figured out, but it's impossible to have everything figured out for something that you've never done before. You are stepping into new territory, things that you don't even know what is going to come up. You haven't discovered your children's learning style. You haven't figured out what your homeschool style is. You haven't figured out your teaching style and you haven't really figured out exactly how you want this to look. So I want you to enter into this with a loose plan. Yes, you can take a look at curriculum. I know that you want to, but hold it loosely. Hold your hands just open. Do that right now. Just stop what you're doing and just put your hands out, palms up and just hold them open. And that's how I want you to hold your homeschool plans. Understand that things are going to change. There's going to be things that are going to come up. And if you hold things loosely and have a loose plan going into it, you're not going to be shocked when things don't go according to plan and you're not going to be as upset. Yes, we should take a look at some curriculum and figure out what's going to work for each individual child, what's going to work for our family. But I highly suggest against diving into anything huge. Go ahead and get a couple essential things when it comes to like math and reading the different English subjects, language and um, spelling, those kinds of things. But maybe hold off on the other subjects and just go in loosely. Like this is what we're going to try these things out and let's see how they go. Because you don't know until you actually try and get into and doing it. So number six on the list is, I'm going to use kind of a popular term here because there really isn't any other way to describe it, but the word is de-schooling. And I'm wondering how many of you have heard that term before. It's not something that was widely used when I started homeschooling 11 plus years or 10 plus years ago. I lose count sometimes. But de-schooling is that time where, now this will apply 
Okay, so there's different applications to it. It can apply to kids that have been in school, whether public or private. And if your children are young, say you're like, oh, I'm just bringing in my child's going to start kindergarten, five-year-old, they've never been in any type of school situation. Well, they might not need to be de-schooled then, but you and dad, you guys might need to be de-schooled if especially you went to public or private school. So what is de-schooling? De-schooling is a process where we work through our mindset and our approach and how we think about education and learning. When for so long, our focus and um, the measures of education and learning has been only in one certain way, it takes time to adjust those things. So a period of de-schooling, and this could really depend upon the age of your kids, your family, the dynamics. Some people take a few days, some people take a few months, and some families might take an entire year. You're going to know your family the best on how to de-school, how to reset our mindset, and to approach learning in a different type of way. All right, let's jump into number seven. And I think I just I just said the word jump and the jump word jump is in this number seven. So number seven is kind of cheesy, but the seventh thing you need is that you need two feet and you just need to jump. Uh, jump into the pool, jump off the cliff, whatever. I mean, maybe not the cliff. I don't want you to jump off a cliff, but like you're just jumping in. You're gonna do this and understand that you're gonna start to understand it and come to terms and to really become a homeschooling family as you do it. There's only so much that anybody can tell you before you do it. You just actually have to go and do it. It goes with anything. How do you learn how to ride a bicycle? By riding a bicycle. How do you learn how to homeschool your children? Well, by homeschooling your children. I know that homeschooling feels really scary. So is anything new that we start. If you were to um, anytime think about when you started a new job or you've moved somewhere new or you started a new hobby or going to meet new people, started a new church, everything, it feels scary at first because we've never done it. But the only way to get over that feeling of being scared is to actually do it and understand that give it a few weeks, a few months, and you won't feel scared anymore. I promise you. Let's go over the list one more time. And again, this is seven things that you need to start homeschooling today. And it is not a list that you're going to find in any type of Google search, unless I guess you Google search and you come up with this podcast. Okay, let's go over one more time here. The number one thing you need is you need to want to you can go back to episode five and listen to more about that. But in your heart, you need to want to homeschool mama. Number two is you need to know your why. Why are you homeschooling? This has to be like a deep down reason why. Anything surfacey on the top can kind of get you into homeschooling, but like dig down deep. And for many of us, we come to homeschooling because we feel that it is in line with our faith and with what God has called us as far as parenting our children. And that is an excellent why. Dig deep into scripture because that is going to give you a deeper, a stronger foundation basically than just to know your why on a surfacey type of level. The third thing is you need to have a vision and goals. And this can apply to just this homeschool year, especially when you first start. Don't worry about goals that are, if you have a first grader, don't worry about goals for high school. You can worry about goals uh, just for this homeschool year. You can uh, work on a vision for the entire entirety of your homeschool. But when it comes to the goals, just focus on right now. And uh, okay, number four is proper paperwork. And again, this is if necessary, not every state is going to require you to have lots of paperwork. And if it your state does not, congratulations, I am a little jealous of you, actually. <laughs> But don't let the fact that there are homeschool laws hold you back from homeschooling. I have heard from parents that are so, they're just frozen. They don't even know how to start when it comes to the homeschool laws. And this is one of the fun things that I 
maybe for me, it's fun, but it's not really fun for the homeschool moms. But I get to, in my homeschool course, I get to watch like the light bulb turn. They're like, ah, okay. When I read through it, it seemed so overwhelming. But now that you've explained how that can look, it doesn't. So to me, giving um, moms, well, helping them to feel uh, empowered in that they can do this. It's not impossible. There are many of us who have been homeschooling for a long time and we've been doing it legally and you can as well. Number five is to have a loose plan. Yeah, look at uh, curriculum, but go into it understanding that it takes time to figure out homeschooling and you can have some ideas about curriculum, but understand just to hold those things very gently with an open hand and see where things take you. Number six is de-schooling. You are going to work on shifting the mindset within your children if appropriate and definitely shifting the mindset within yourself and your husband when it comes to learning and education. And the last thing you need to homeschool is you need two feet and you just need to jump in and do it. It. If you are brand new to homeschooling, thinking about homeschooling, or maybe you've been in it for a little bit and you are not in the Facebook group, it is a private group just for the listeners of this podcast and it is called Embrace Your Homeschooling Lifestyle Community. And if you are not there, you need to get in on that. Once you're in that group, I want you to come and share there and let us know that you are new to homeschooling. Let us know, you know, what your questions are. And we just want to be a source of encouragement. There's a link in the show notes, but you can go ahead and search for Embrace Your Homeschool Lifestyle Community as well on Facebook. If you're feeling stuck when it comes to all these things, I want you to send me an email. It's Lee, L, spelled L-E-I-G-H, at littlebylittlehomeschool.com. Send me an email. Say, I want to get into homeschooling and I'm feeling stuck. Or if you have any type of question, uh, send me an email you have anywhere with homeschooling that you're feeling a little let's say less than confident, send me an email. And now that you know the seven things to start homeschooling today, you're going to do it now, right? Yes, you are. Welcome to Homeschooling Mama. If this podcast has encouraged you, the number one way you can thank me is to leave a written review on Apple Podcasts. I love to hear how this show has impacted you. So if you could hop over and do that, I'd be so grateful. While you're at it, take a screenshot of this episode and share it with your friends to encourage them. You can also find me over on Instagram at Little by Little Homeschool. Until next time, have a beautiful day, Mama.